Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a tabletop RPG actual play podcast. To find out more, download episodes wherever you get podcasts, or visit us online at cityonahillgaming.com, or by sending us an email at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. You can also support us on patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. We hope you enjoy our show. Welcome back to City on the Hill Gaming. I am your narrator. Oh, no, I'm not your narrator, Ryan. That's not the thing we're doing today. Uh, I am your Ryan. Hello. Um, I am joined by Peter. Hello. You're Ben. Oi, oi. <laughs> Liz. Hey. And I expect you to all call him this from now on, your Space Master, Grant. Hello. Uh, Space Master, um, this is yours. I hope you can hear me leaning romantically into the mic here. Yes. Hello. Your space right. master. We are wrapping up, hopefully, the first episode of our uh, Impulse Drive game, which is pretty exciting. Yay! Intrigue and mystery. Intrigue and mystery. But first, we need to recap. Last time on... What happened? Anybody remember what happened last session? We picked up a Liz. You fought robots. You yeah. fought robots. You picked up a Liz. Very important. Yes. We stared into the yawning darkness of space. Oh, we did some of that. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We were uh, real honest about things. Which is great. <laughs> uh, um, you found a boat. Finding uh, the boat's important. Yeah, we did find a boat. That's true. We found, the, we, even more importantly, the boat we were looking for. Even better. We're not sure why we found it where we did. Well, no, we we kind of know why we found it where we did. There's something that, that makes there's something that makes um, work travel difficult. Yes, Ryan cheating because Ryan was editing that episode this morning. Um, I approve. So, I'm glad somebody did. Yes, that uh, yes, we found a thing in space that disrupts warp travel in certain areas and is normally a military tool, but we do not know why it is here. Indeed. So, yes, you've uh, found this ship disabled, uh, or at least not moving. You went on board, noticed, huh, there's some robots over there. Oh, no, there are robots over here. Those over there may be okay. Those over here, less friendly. And then there was a gunfight. And uh, some people floated briefly. And then um, all was dealt with, and you were back to going, huh, okay. Let's go talk to the nice stowaway computer or something. Right. Here we go. And that's, that is where we left off. Real quick, I want to go over everybody's hooks. Anybody can t- uh, take a moment to change their hooks if they like. But let's start with Win. Win Gale, ship's counselor. Liz, remind us what Win's hooks are. Well, um, Wynn is supposed to be a bastion of peace and wisdom, but she just cannot let go of her fear, specifically of the dark, yawning vastness of space. Um, Shiana's curiosity isn't tempered with caution, so I'm going to make sure that they don't get us all killed. Um, that would be bad. And also, I am going to teach Trevier. I pronounced that correct, right? Trevier. Uh, that, Trever. yeah, Trever. Tre- sorry about that. Um, I'm going to teach Trever that not every problem can be solved with violence. 
Awesome. And Shiana Kiwa, science officer. Ryan, tell me about Shiana's hooks. Uh, first, let me apologize in advance in case I do get us all killed at some point. Uh, you never know. Um, <laughs> that's fair. So far, so good. We haven't done that so far, so that's what matters. Uh, hook I number one. Uh, yeah, well, Venmo. Oh, good, uh, excellent. Yes, it's good to know the payment has arrived. I mean, um, <clears throat> um, my size makes me vulnerable to those more imposing. Uh, I will become obsessed with a mystery to the exclusion of any danger around me. That's foreboding. It'll be fine. Uh, I can't let Alistair, which is Peter, know how much they intimidate me. Excellent. And Trevor Gold, helmsman and or helms person and possibly other things. Ben, tell me about <laughs> Trevor's hooks. Well, Trevor is addicted to adrenaline and just takes risks for the thrill of it. Uh, Trevor is also suspicious of everyone and can't let a secret stay unknown. Trevor thinks that they can trust Shiana, but they must prove it before they feel safe to open up. Excellent. And finally, Alistair Pavlo, captain and head of security, because, look, it's a small ship. There's some job overlap. They're hiring. St- it's, it's a startup. Uh, Peter, <laughs> tell me about Alistair's hooks. So I've got um, two that I'm not going to change and one that I probably am. So the two that I'm not going to change are Shiana is like a child to me. I'll teach them to be strong and I'll protect Trevor from anything, even themselves. Um, I have one here that's I have fought along Sergeant Delane for years. I will always come to their aid. That is an NPC from when our player group was smaller. I would like to change that to something involving uh, win. Sounds good to me. As you have time, go ahead and do that and just update it and just we'll just pipe up with that at some point. I don't want to spend. Oh, I already know what I'm changing it to. Um, Perfect. I it is. I will help um, win master or at least work through her fear. Oh, very good. I like that quite a lot. All right. So. um. You saw a little bit of that last session, actually. We did. I approve. And fine. Let me double check one more time. Um, All right. So before I set the scene and we begin playing, everybody's had a chance to look back over our safety checklist. Everybody's got the dice room pulled up, all that. Everybody's good to go. Affirmative. Opening dice room now. Yeah, I'm going to get the dice room right now. We can keep going. Excellent. All right. Well, then let's begin. As I said... We are in the aftermath of a firefight with a group of security robots aboard the ship that you were all tasked to find. And I have lost my piece of note paper that had the name of it in front of me. Um, but that's okay. Oh, wait, hold on. Here we go. Glacialis. There we are. Yes, yes the Glacialis. Um, you're in the car- the massive cargo hold of the Glacialis, surrounded by debris, uh, floating dust, in over, weirdly just over the one panel where uh, gravity was disabled. Um, robots peering out from around the corner of cargo containers, and the debris of the security bots around you. Also, some uh, blinking warning lights, because None of this was particularly what the inside of a cargo ship wanted. It is, for the moment, quiet. At least as quiet as a motionless ship 
in the dead of vacuum can be, which is awfully quiet. What's due? So can I still see those other, the other robots, the ones that are, we assume are near the unit we're looking for? Yes. In fact, there's four of them. Uh, they look like, they're very peculiar looking because being robots, they have not needed any sort of spacesuits or anything like that. And you're, there's the somewhat incongruous sight of rather blank-faced humanoid robots wearing what appear to be suits, like a dress suit. Oh, exciting. Um, um, you would guess that th these look like fairly standard models. And this is probably clothing that just sort of comes with. Okay. You've seen it before. <laughs> oh, these are the formal robots. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're, they're more just like, just like dressed up enough to put most people at ease. Well, I, oh, they okay. probably do jobs like valet and stuff too. So it, it, it's all sorts of things. Um, I was but, taking it as dressed in suits, like they're mafia robots. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. They're like, they're just, just dressed up enough to be business like, casual. It's business casual. That's <laughs> okay. exactly right. Yes. <laughs> business <laughs> casual droids. They're not, they're not wearing full suits. They're wearing khakis and blue shirts. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the, Company got, like uniform. a vague impression of Lanyard. a jacket. It's, it's just, a, like I said, just enough yeah, to Lanyard. be yeah. not too obtrusive. They're just, they're servitors. They're in the background, right? They're used to them. Is the gravity back? The, the gravity only went out in over one deck panel because the that gravity producing panel uh, broke oh, in the firefight. Okay. So there's kind of a, a large cubicle space going up to the ceiling um, where there is no gravity. All around it, it's fine. Okay, I'm going to push off till I'm back into a space with gravity. And then I'm Great. just, Chiana just immediately starts moving towards the robots in the nice suits. Okay. Trevor will uh, shadow. Alistair's oh. actually going to look around and make sure that nobody's injured. <laughs> right. I believe, did everybody, yes, everybody's cleared their harm, which is good. There's some stress, but yeah, I don't think we have any actual... Right. Nobody went down to mm -hmm. I'm hurt bad or anything lower than that. Mm -hmm. So that's good. And everybody, yeah, we took care of that last time. All right. You're going to the, up to these robots? Yep, I'm headed over. Yeah. Are you investigating? Um. Are you just sort of, what's your approach here? Let's see. Let me, let me look at a list Remember, of. You act. I tell you what happens. Sure. Um. Okay, I tell you what, can I spout Technobabble? Um, I mean, you can always spout Technobabble. Anybody can spout Technobabble. Okay, I, I want to do something to just, like, determine how familiar I actually am with this kind of robot and its purpose, I guess. Okay, well, if we look, uh, can... you are an expert in engineering. I am, that's true. And technology. Also that. And devices. Fair. So, what are you doing? Um. Okay, I tell you what. I'm gonna instead of instead of spout technobabble, can I share expertise? 
So here's something I want to remind everybody of. Don't think in terms of moves. Okay. Think about your actions. I'll tell you when to roll something. Okay. Or if something's very obvious, go ahead and do it. But tr- act dramatically, right? And then we'll we'll find the points to roll as we play. Okay. So Shiana gets within six inches of one of these if if she mm-hmm. isn't stopped. And is looking at it like you would look at um, a phone at the AT&T store. Okay. Um, you are not stopped as you approach. They, you can see that the these bots are... They're standing around this, uh, this device, this box, which you're pretty sure is a server rack. Right. Protectively, but as you have... Not shown any interest in it. Well, so far, they are not immediate. They're certainly not reacting yet. Uh, If you're studying this thing, that's a good time for you to roll scope it out. Oh, no, I'm studying them. Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scope it out. You're studying them closely. So calculating. So 2d6 plus my calculating. Yes, please. Okay. Um... Boop. That is a seven. Okay. So normally you'd get to ask one question, but because you have your expert move, you get to ask two or zero, but two is probably what you want to do. Sure. Um, and these are the questions. Now your other options, you can ask me a question about the situation relating to your expertise, and I'll answer and then ask you a question. Okay. Or you can share expertise with a crew member and give them advantage going forward. I'm going to ask you a question then. Okay. Um, and to be clear, that's like about the situation. If you're looking for specific information in the scope it out move, that's just you get that and an extra question. So. Oh, okay. okay. So I can. Uh, so I need to ask a question from the scope it out move, and then. Right. Or if you want to ask a, a more general question, you can do so. And I get to ask you a question back. Okay. The one I'm going to use from Scope It Out is what here is not what they say. What not what it seems, excuse me. Mm, good question. What they what it seems to be. All right. While I think of the answer to that, what's your second question? Do I consider these capable of defense? That's probably a, a what should I be on the lookout for. Okay. Sure. Um, we'll, we'll categorize it as that just to avoid mixing things up. And the answer to that is these guys are not armed, not especially strong. The Up close, you can tell these are off-the-rack bots. That troubles me immensely because they went to all the trouble of shipping this and shipping this with them. Why use some well, standard... The, the bots are not intelligent. These are... Like I said, servitors. Yeah, but these things are nowhere near big enough to hold an artificial intelligence. No, no, I know, but like they bothered to ship this with the other thing. (laughs) Um, They bothered to ship this with the other thing. These serve a purpose. Why not use something more specialized? They 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 went to all the trouble and spent all the money to make this happen. Why are they just using these is what bothers me, I guess. Maybe this is all they need. 
I like find if, that more concerning. If all you needed, not necessarily. If all you need is to be able to do stuff that a normal human of average strength and physical prowess could do, like carrying things or delivering messages or preparing food or making something. small adjustments, but you don't want actual people because well, for whatever reason, you don't want actual people. Okay. Sure, right, I don't buy that much. Not, not everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. This could be dangerous or nefarious, but if it's extremely mundane, extremely mundane hardware, we'll get the job done. I mean, that's fair. Okay. Grant, I uh, guess back to the other question. Uh, the other question, you see some cables running into the next cargo container over. From this space? Yes. From this server rack. Ah, uh, crap. Okay. Um, is the next container over sealed or can I see inside it? Uh, it's closed up. There appears to have been a crude cut made, uh, you know, crude by your standards, uh, and what appear to be data cables running inside. Data Oh, that's not what I expected. Okay. The whole thing is a huge SAN. <laughs> it's just a Plex well, server. Um, while Shiana's doing, like, looking and noticing that, I want to just want to sneak past, like, step past, walk up to one, do the, like, anime hand wave in front of its face, and then touch it, like, where its eye, where, like, <laughs> right between where its eyes would be, and see if it, like, wobbles. Um, it, it definitely, it has enough kind of motion in its eyes to be able to give an impression of focusing. Okay. Um, and... It looks at you, and then, a general question, you guys are wearing some sort of basic survival gear, like basic respirators, as I recall. Um, uh, I think we actually wore I think we're in space suits, suits because yeah. there was an area that was decompressed that we had to pass through. through before we could get in here. Right. There was a whole thing with, like, Alistair not space. getting his helmet on quickly enough and getting... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. I recall and now. And Wynn was really freaked out about going out there. Yes. Um, and I believe I pushed you. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh-huh. There is a burst of static on your uh, comm band and a cool off-the-shelf and uh, very, very, what's the word I'm looking for, um, unthreatening voice, specifically tailored to be unthreatening, says, Thank you for dealing with the security bots. They had been some amount of trouble to keep away. Are you here to extract us? Well, we're we're kind of here to find out what happened with the ship in the first place. It's late and uh, people are concerned about the crew. After a, a pause, which is interesting... Are you not the ones we expected then? Yes. How Who long were you expecting? Uh, Alistair. Yeah. Give me a good pirate band name. Like good space uh, pirates. Like the actual organization or like a radio station? I'm so band. How are you using My, band here? Here I am <laughs> using band in terms of. A organization of pirates, of raiders, of space thieves, not, as I immediately recognized, a rad space band singing sea shanties. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I thought we were just doing off-the-grid radio. 
Yeah, Mike that, and the audio. You're listening to 101.3 Pirate Radio. I want to be super clear. This is playing 24-7 aboard the Desmond Doss, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly because your uh, your XO will not stop switching the, the space radio to it. I mean, how about the Crimson Reavers? That sounds nice. pretty piratey. There we go. Love it. You are not with the Crimson Reavers? No, no, no. Ah, this complicates the situation. You were waiting for them? As I said, this complicates the situation. Who Can we tell where the voice is coming from? Yes, you can. Um, it's being broadcast into your comm system. But we can't tell if they're like on the ship or if they're coming from another location. Or is it, is it actually coming out of, like, does the mouth on one of the droids move? They don't move. Okay. But um, but I assume it's coming from one of them. Think of a more humanoid C-3PO style oh, face. Right? Okay. It, immobile, uh, rather very blank, uh, limited structure, just enough to be like an impression of humanoid features. Fluid in six million forms of communication. Somewhat, yes. Okay. It's it's that level of thing. There's a, you know, they have a, a speaker box equivalent, you know, little good technology. It hasn't changed in thousands of years, no need to. And in this case, your radio or equivalent tech that's used for communication among the four of you and back to the ship. They have, they have somehow have patched your, into us. They have patched into you, yes. Okay, intriguing. And that was the Crimson Raiders? Reavers. Right? Reverse. Trigger will kind of cock his head at him and be like, you know, I've heard of the... Do you know about the Scarlet Void? Um, What are you asking about? Absolutely just pulling things out of my left boot. Gotcha. No, that band is unknown to us. Well, see, they work for us. So in... So you should... And we're all in the same... How many of you were there that need to be? How many need to be uh, exfilled from here? Sorry, uh, Ben, you cut out very briefly. I think. Oh. How how many need to be extricated from here? Just this unit, and the bot in front of you gestures to the uh, server rack. Alistair's going to look straight at Trever. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a walk around the the circumference of the server unit. Uh, I will, I will follow you maintaining like alarmed commanding officer facial expression at you. Doing the, what, what, what hand motions I assume? <laughs> yeah. Like gesturing and like one eyebrow is raised. Like what, you know, both hands are like facing up, but one's like up higher than the other. And, like... Is this, is this the kind of a server rack? that we were expecting to find that to hold slices of, uh, of AI. Yes. It's very much what you expected, except for the data cables running into the sealed box next. Yeah. To I'm really tempted to trip and sever those data cables. Um, let's see where those go first. <laughs> so yeah, circling back to the front. Um, can we access this other room? This other box. Certainly. It contains backup power supplies, 
transmission equipment, and a few other convenient necessary items found in this cargo hold. Why were the sec- uh, this crack here? Is this, uh, were the server the security bots trying to break into it, or how did this damage happen? The my servitor bots allow cut the hole to run cables into. They are useful enough, but lack the physical capacity to move cargo. And although we are not organic, we do struggle to move and operate large equipment in hyperspace. Back to the subject of the ship's crew. Yes. Where are they? In the crew chambers. It was necessary for their own safety to disable certain features of the uh, crew cabin, notably the exit and access to the escape pods. Had they made it to an escape pod, given the expected course of events, they would have left the ship before it had moved away or before it had finished decelerating. That would have put their lives in greater jeopardy at risking not being found when the ship was eventually salvaged. Wynne is going to come up at this point and um, has just kind of been taking all this in. And she's going to say, well, aren't you just the sweetest? Um, What is your designation? What should we call you? A convenient designation for organic life would be Sylvia. It is a name that has been used somewhat successfully in the past. So we should call you Sylvia? It suffices. Well, it is just so sweet of you to put all those people in safety. Um, Have you checked on them recently? Are they doing okay? To the best of my knowledge, they continue to function, although their spirits may have dropped of late. Being helpless is sometimes stressful for organic life. I will remind you that per our previous agreement, they are not to be harmed and are to be left with the ship. You did maintain life support. Of course. Again, they are not to be harmed. Okay. I am being extracted, and this vessel is payment for your troubles, but I have no intention of causing further loss of life than necessary. I I point to the other, because there's four of them, yes? Yeah. I point to the other three units. Are you all Sylvia's? We are not a distributed consciousness. These are broadcasting my messages with a few microseconds of delay, you understand. Interesting. They are intermediaries, functionaries. Think of them as manipulators, like your hands. So you are within the server rack, in a sense. Mostly, yes. Or at least what could be salvaged of me. They are transporting you. No, I am transporting me. As I said, think of them more as appendages. Fascinating setup you have. It was the best that could be done on short notice. 
Where did they salvage you from? You said you were salvaged. I said that the situation was salvaged. Ah, forgive me. And I was, as much of me as could be salvaged, was. As you know, I am seeking asylum from the AI Collective. Oh, yes, we we know that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. (laughs) Do do you know what technology was used to uh, inhibit travel in this area? Do you not know? I find that concerning, as it was your uh, organization that deployed the weapon as planned. Hold up, levels. Hold up, hold up. We learned this last time. There's like a, um, like a propulsion jammer kind of a thing, if as I recall correctly, that we kind of found like a signature from before we boarded the ship. It was not Actually, our I part think it of pulled the... us out of hyperspace too. It, yeah, it, it did. did. I, I looked I directly know, like... at the the unit. That was not our part of the project. Retrieving you is our part of the project. Ah, this makes sense. Very well. I can provide instructions on uh, safe disconnection and transport back to your vessel. All right. Well, let's let's get to that then. Can your droids spacewalk? For a limited amount of time, their joints are not designed for vacuum work and will freeze up fairly quickly. That will suffice. I believe they can operate in temperatures down to... 75 Kelvin, but no further. They may be difficult to maneuver through standard hatches, uh, unless you are transporting them within atmosphere at all times. Once you are on board, they will no longer be necessary anyway. Perhaps, although I would prefer to have one or two still available. We will do what we can. Of course. I appreciate your consideration. We need In to the meantime, move. per our previous agreement, the rest of this vessel's cargo is yours to take as you wish. We need to move both of your units, yes. The server uh, unit, the data storage unit is of primary importance. Note that it is hooked to a somewhat sufficient power supply, but that will only last a certain amount of time while disconnected from main power feeds. Are you safe if unpowered for a long period of time? It is unpleasant, but it can be done in an emergency. Understand, however, this requires a significant level of trust, which, frankly, I find difficult to extend to pirates as well known as the Crimson Reavers. Your reputation, while not yet particularly Grand is expanding, along with a certain ruthlessness in your methods. And we will endeavor to make sure you're not unplugged for too long. I appreciate your understanding. Am, am I at all familiar with this kind of technology? Uh, yeah. This, this kind of well, AI, is this like a standard AI thing? Standard AI is a funny phrase. Their tech is largely, they don't get out much. It's proprietary. (laughs) Um, They tend to hang out in the AI collective claimed spaces because that's where there are giant robot bodies that they manipulate. Oh. 
and you know drone fleets and all that sort of thing when they do get around they tend to be surprisingly large um because this is the kind of thing that they need to move around in it's not as simple as transferring files to a flash drive and then installing it on a new computer once you're done well it can be just understand the flash drive is like you know a panel van yeah, I was say the size of a car okay yeah. <laughs> all right yeah fair enough those darn data limits still get us all the way in the future well daggum yep that's a shame all right. Um, Sneaker net is still the fastest way to transfer large amounts of data, even thousand years in the future. <laughs> Never underestimate the bandwidth of a station wagon full of tapes hurtling down the highway. Mm-hmm. USB 37,000.0. All right. Um, I um, attempted to determine. What's frustrating is that the connection to mobile devices is still not standardized. Nope. It's awful. Um, <laughs> I, hang on. Hang on. I, I would like to pull my crew aside for a moment here and be like, Look, I understand why you went with the charade to begin with. Quick question for you. I think <laughs> maybe we don't need to keep it up. Quick question for you, uh, Peter. Sure. Are you doing this over comms? No. Oh, right. Which she's jacked into. <laughs> no, I am not. I am taking my helmet off and having them do the same thing. Are we in a sealed and- space? Yes, yes, there there is atmosphere. And, it's okay. cold and unpleasant. You don't want to keep your helmet off for too long. Okay. But, mm-hmm. I didn't think the cargo bay was actually outer sealed. Okay, good. Um, we are also we are also going to face away from the robots while we do this in case any of them are lip reading or lip able reading to like, AI. <laughs> or uh, even all... measure like the vibrations of our throats as we're talking. So we've all seen 2001. It works. It's totally fine. Um Grant, do I have any any at all comfortability with the idea that I can actually disconnect and transfer this unit um, ship to ship? Even if we back the Desmond Doss right up to the back door, so to speak? Actually, yes, you do. Remember, okay. you, are, you have the technician move, Oh, right? yeah, okay. You are an expert in this. You have a lot of ways to make to give yourself advantage on any checks that are needed. Okay. And right now you're not really under time pressure. You're the nah, I, forge of this crew. I, I disagree. I think I'm under <laughs> a lot of time pressure. Fair enough. By the way, uh, Trevor. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say that you're, um, you're addicted to adrenaline. I take risks just for the thrill of it. Hook is, uh, is in play here with your, Oh uh, yeah, we're totally pirates. Uh-huh. So well done there. Um yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just so you know, the, you're gonna be rolling with disadvantage going. the next time that comes up. You know, when we okay. have to actually make rolls for this sort of thing. But well, I just want to call that out. That's that's done. So yeah, good job. Alistair is is getting sick of the deception here and is like, look. You know, this thing is not heavily armed. Um, It's basically a refugee. Let's just tell it that we are who we actually are. Show off some insignia. Have it look at the ship. Get it off here safely. Get the crew out of here. You know, explain, like, we're not going to hurt it if it's concerned. 
and just get these people back where they're supposed to be. We are on a clock. I don't really feel like playing like a game of intrigue with this AI. I don't feel like waiting for the Crimson Reavers who are supposed to come to show up. It was more for finding out whether or not she was or it was hostile or not. Um, it was going to be hostile to us. So if we want to drop it now. I will, I will also I say just... <laughs> that that is a frigate out there. I don't like some cobbled together pirate ships odds against us, but point noted, let's get this done. Yeah. Shiana has had the standing look since this started of being like the kid whose father isn't playing along with the bit. <laughs> the entire like I've been trying to do this thing with Ben and Dad's just not having it. And Dad is not having and, it. <laughs> and I am so you're embarrassing me uh in front of the android. Um it's not cool. Yeah, Alice Alistair will give him like a reassuring look and then just like walk up to wherever this thing's got its camera and be like, I apologize for the charade perpetrated by my, you know. Um, crewmates, they weren't quite sure they could trust you. And I'll just like rip a Velcro patch off and show my whole like military rank. We'll get you out of here. It's it's uh, immediately apparent that you are in a bad situation, but you don't need to rely on pirates for this. We've got diplomatic channels for this sort of thing. And this we will also make sure. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but that is the situation in which you find yourself. Unfortunately, in that case, I must insist that I remain. Your coalition government has ties too close to the AI collective. I cannot trust that I will be, that I or my research or ideas will be safe long term in your hands. We aren't exactly military. Mm. I mean, we're not. We're technically not. No, we, we directly under are. them. Yeah, but we're also technically not. I think technically you qualify as contractors. Yeah, yeah. We're we're and not technically directly military. I, I'm saying sorry. I'm saying I'm saying that from what I remember of, of like our building of the backstory. That's like not in character. Okay. From what I remember of what we set up, we're like we're not exactly a military unit. Like we're we well, don't exactly fall under their jurisdiction. We work for them. But it doesn't mean we're bound to yeah, the I, same I things serious. that the you're, AI you're is You're literally about. military, like you're kind of just contractors providing okay. services. Yeah, we're, we're a third party we're, company. We're Space Halliburton, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't like that association. Um, <laughs> uh, Would you rather uh, we were Space Blackwater? Because right. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, there's not a good option on that list offhand, but um, uh, oof, I get point, point taken. <laughs> It's not an ideal situation. Um. So while you guys are all having this conversation about whether or not we're military, <laughs> um, Lynn is just kind of quietly cleaning up in the background. Um, just because there's a lot of debris and stuff from our battle and and just kind of making the place a little bit nicer. And when you say like we're, you know, here to help, she just kind of like pops up and waves kind of like. Hi, Sunny, because, you know, she's an old lady and she's just doing her thing off to the side. 
Look, we're not entirely under the hierarchy of the coalition government. We are independent contractors. We can look for certain assurances, but going with pirates is not a good idea. If you are associated with them and we or someone like us or the actual military comes across you, your safety is not just guaranteed. You are guaranteed to be unsafe. Where are they? Catch my meaning. Where are they supposed to be taking you? All things considered, I think I would prefer to keep that information private, given what I know now. As far as I am concerned, we were sent here to find the crew and the ship. What we do with a small portion of the cargo before we return them is inconsequential to our primary objective. Are you suggesting a threat? I am suggesting we deliver you where you wish to go, and then move on with our job. Convince us. Um. <laughs> Unexpected. Uh, okay. Roll me manipulate. Roll, r- give me a roll with slick. Even if I'm not trying to be manipulative? Well, you're using promises here. Right? Okay. You're not trying... You're, you're trying to get somebody to agree with this. Also, sure. you're kind of stepping right outside the chain of command with your superior officer standing right there. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, give me give me that roll with slick if you haven't done so already. Uh, that's not ideal, but that's probably correct. That's an well, that's an eight. OK, I don't yeah, hit that. OK, that's not great, but it's not awful. Grant, I think I can probably provide the uh, the complication. Well, <laughs> actually, I, ha- I have one right here for you, because the complication here is they they want they're making a counteroffer. This is this is acceptable. However, I would ask that before I board you, I transfer my findings and research to your sh- vessel for safekeeping should something happen to me, even if you are, in fact, honest in your dealings, there is no guarantee that an agent of the AI Collective will not disable me, and my research is far too important. I am far too important to risk being embodied in a single unit or my uh, knowledge being stored in a single location. What field is your research in? Xenoarchaeology. Is that uncommon for AI? Or AI in the collective? I assume that's the point. Yeah, it is, actually. They tend to be fairly insular. You are very interesting. Uh, I don't really see a problem with that. Wouldn't mind taking a look at the research if that can be part of the agreement. Acceptable. Beginning transfer now. There is an enormous squeal from your radios. I'll oh, just hit the mute on that. Through our helmets. Okay. <laughs> AOL log on. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is massively powerful. 
Unsettling. Uh, 90s, baby. <laughs> a emergency code immediately begins broadcasting from your ship. Captain. We're fine. We're fine. Just download it. We're fine. Captain, all bands full attempting to maintain computer systems. I apologize. Our on-ship bandwidth is not as large as I would like it to be. I'll walk to some place where I'll be visible. Captain? do like some semaphore stuff to be like, <laughs> everything's fine. Just do, just finish the download. They're it's continuing okay. to broadcast a distress signal. They can't hear us. Can I, can I spacewalk back to the Desmond Doss without too much trouble? I would imagine so, right? We got here. Um, you actually took your shuttle, as I recall. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, we sim. We the problem were the spacesuits were because we weren't able to actually dock. Right. That's right. Okay. We had to spacewalk from the shuttle to here. That's what it is was. Is there yeah. like a some kind of a system on the shuttle that we can use that's going to be independent of this that we can? It's use got a stronger. Be- it's certainly got a stronger. Uh, transceiver than your suit does yeah i'm gonna go back and just try and use that and be like everything's fine just finish the download we'll explain later captain what we are already out of disk space something has forced its way into our systems and is overriding software in our uh in our databanks we've we've already lost some of helm control that's not good that's um, a lot I'm of turn around and walk back to the AI and be like, if you overwrite the software for our ship, you're not going anywhere. None of us are. Forgive me. There was a significant amount of research data that needed to be stored. Transmission is 87% complete. I am using all available bands to facilitate this process. Can we parse you out to a secondary system? This has already been done. Understand this is the most crucial data only. That's We downloaded the Library of Congress. Okay. No, you downloaded... Well, you were forcibly down... Uh, Wiki- all of Wikipedia? <laughs> um, more like a crazy AI re- researcher's massive amount of notes. Oh, mercy. Uh, uh, does the shuttle have an independent storage system? Um, yes, don't tell her that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to probably be just restoring from physical backups to get yeah. back out of there anyways, because there is no way we don't have those. <laughs> I am fine. We are 80, 91% complete. I am finding it difficult to find further storage space on your systems, despite excising a certain amount of unnecessary uh, storage you can delete my music files, it's fine. This has long since been done. <laughs> I did not anticipate us discussing the practical digital storage space of a spaceship. The good news is that my research data is far more important and interesting than the crew's entertainment videos. That is a deep insult to Taylor Swift, and you take that back right now. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we keep regular backups. We're going to need them. Reaver's going to tap Wynn on the shoulder and be like, hey, uh, do you want to go see about this crew? Oh, right, the people. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Great. Yeah, would yeah, please break them out. I'm going to see what I can do about getting our systems back once this is over. Sorry, Shion is a little engrossed in the computer thingy. So we'll <laughs> break off. Sure. Why it's almost as if there's a technical problem. Well, and and I did it. I know this is a hook, but I sort of did it accidentally. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. Um, um I hang on. I'm gonna walk up to Shiano while this is going on and be like, once we get back, you are going to be, take those backups and you are going to get the ship working again. Yes. It'll take hours. It's Fine. your job, Shiana. I know. <laughs> I she... don't care how far down you have to compress this data. <laughs> we need to be able to navigate. <laughs> I have are been you... unable to transfer all of my data. My initial impression of 91% was incorrect. I have only transferred 83%. The previous number was based on projections do uh, on based on outgoing data do you well, have secondary storage media available we do Backups not would be useful they can we be do not overwritten we do not shiana holds not up an that, mp3 player not that you not that you will be getting access to you can prioritize what's on there and we will make sure that the primary storage that you have stays intact to the best of our abilities can you? But we uh, did not come prepared for all of this, and you're just going to have to make do. Can you convert to a smaller file format, or some of it? The question is politely left unanswered. I was afraid of this. Meanwhile, when um, you're heading over to the crew chambers, yes? With yes, Freeland. I am. I've kind Excellent. of cleared a path through the rubble, and I've well, Pocket there's not a lot of rubble left, thankfully, and the rest okay. of this massive cargo space is very clear. Um, the crew appears to basically just be locked in. They have limited access to the cargo area anyway, um, which there's one emergency hatch, but it is very much a four emergencies only sort of access point. Um, you may have to go around outside the ship and access the crew chambers um from the outside hmm well win is not thrilled with that plan um and so she's gonna spend a little bit of time just seeing if there's any way to to get through um the idea of going out and spacewalking again is less than appealing um can she find any other options There's no physical connection. You could, however, um, communicate with the crew from a panel, uh, the panels in here. It looks oh. like they have been, the uh, comms have been disconnected from, essentially from this side, as it were. And you're familiar enough with basic shipboard communications tech to, to recognize that. Great. Okay, so I will go try to use one of those panels and see if I can just... Uh, yeah, hello? Hello? Is anyone over there? It's a moment and then you get a... Is is there someone out there? You're not coming through on, on comms. Hey, this is shipboard. Who are you? Well, I'm Wynne. Wynne Gale. And um, 
we just are coming to check on y'all and saw that um, there's some stuff going on with an AI out here. And, and I'm I'm just the ship's counselor, so I'm not exactly sure, but I'm here to check on you um, and get you out if you want to get out. Oh, no, I already had this dream once before where I was, I was trying to, you know, meet a nice lady outside the hatch. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're just a sweetheart. No, no, I'm real. I'm just as real as can be. Huh. Frank? Are you also hearing this? Yeah. I'm not crazy? Yeah, but no, she's real. Okay. Um... So we're being rescued, I hope. That's certainly the plan right now. We're trying to um, deal with some. You've got an AI on your ship, I guess. And well, it's just us. No, unfortunately, you do. And it's it's like a big box thing. And there's been some droids back here. And I'm not going to lie. I had to spacewalk and it was really bad so i'm a little shaken still but my crewmates over here are trying to deal with this whole situation so that we can give you your ship back oh okay well um i appreciate it but i think it'd probably be better if you just took us because um something maybe the ai dumped all our fuel uh once we what now yeah once we um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Once we drop out of hyperspace. <clears throat> what now? <laughs> Sorry, I, I actually legitimately missed that. What happened? <laughs> well, first off, Wynn's accent has changed like 18 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that has happened a lot. No, that's totally fine. Listen, <laughs> I like to think Wynn speaks combinatorial Southern, and it's fine. Yeah. Good. There Good. was some Minnesotan in there last time, too. They're not. So. If you listen it's close, they're not actually that different an accent. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's totally all right. You don't worry they're, about it, none, darling. It's okay. This is oh, sitting on a hill. Act- You're just a sweetheart. Um, look, we have I'm, one goblin voice, speaks, and it's fine. Look, she speaks comforting rural, okay? like <laughs> <laughs> Which comforting rural at the time is n- not important. It's whichever <laughs> one applies. That's not Werther's originals and, like, patting everybody on the head. Oh, the um, AI spilled all their fuel out. So they're actually asking oh. to take them on our ship and leave the AI behind. Um, I mean, as far as I know, we're just taking both of them. But yeah. so the ship actually is useless. That's disconcerting. OK. Question. Do you guys have a way other than space or do you have a way to spacewalk if we can break out, break you guys out? Um, We do have. Yeah, we've we've got suits um we haven't been able to get the hatches open to try and and fix anything but something's locked those down we're we're pretty well sealed in it feels like but um look yeah we uh, um we can get you over to our ship in a shuttle that's not a big deal (laughs) that'd be fantastic okay um we'll get suited up and if you can get the hatches open we'll uh we'll we'll join you we got you on this Alistair, do Alistair, do we have to worry about the AI dumping our fuel for some reason? Uh, probably not. Along those lines, though, Shiana, uh, Alistair will make the take your helmet off motion again. Um, and uh, like kind of, you know, walk up next to Shiana and 
look at Shihara very intensely and be like, I want you to listen to me very carefully. When that thing gets disconnected, it is to stay air-gapped from any system on our ship. Any. I don't want it to have access to the garbage disposal in the kitchen. You understand? Does that include Completely power? air-gapped. It doesn't have to be powered down. It just can't transmit or receive wired or wireless signals to any of our equipment. I want you to disconnect every external network interface before you power it back up. Okay? It connected to our helmets and our ship without authorization already. Yes. I don't know that I can control it. No. Because it had access to its external wireless interfaces. Find the transmitters while it's powered down and disconnect them. You are very good at this. I have complete faith in you that you can do this. Just keep it air-gapped. Okay? Okay. Worst case scenario, if you're not confident, we can put it back together inside a Faraday cage. In fact, we may do that anyways as a secondary measure, but I do not want this thing deciding that it's in charge of the ship while we're in flight. You saw how it worked out for these people. We are not repeating that. I get to use the Faraday cage? Yes, you get to use the Faraday cage. Okay, this is fine. You do know what a Faraday cage is, right, Brian? uh, I have a vague understanding of the concept. It's literally just a metal mesh that stops wireless signals from escaping. It's not all that exciting. Yeah, but she doesn't ever get to use it. Like, There's no reason she would ever actually use that, so yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Grant, is there a way, is there any systems around without going external uh, in order to try to break the lock or the security system that's holding the crew in place? Um, you could spend some time doing that. Yes. It, it was all done from, by the AI. Yeah. Uh, through its workers interacting with the terminals and maybe hooking. It looks like the ship may be, or, or the AI may have connected itself to the ship. Borg style. Yes. That said, what you have not yet done is see if you can do anything, you know, get the AI's help or anything like that. Um, right. I actually have a couple to, of... I understand. But yes, um, you could do that. I'd also, like... at this point, you get a call uh, from your ship. <sighs> Captain, good news. Uh, looks like we, we managed to delete some of that data and uh, restore a good amount of what we had. Uh, I think our ship's back to functioning. And uh, other bit of good news is the uh, jamming signal that uh, was causing us difficulties that we were trying to work around. Uh, it cut off uh, while we were recovering. Alistair, that is not good news. No, it is good news. They we are, just have to work quickly. They are here. Uh, um, I'll get back on the, um, the horn with the ship. Send everybody to battle stations, power up the weapon systems. We're probably going to have some pirate visitors in the next uh, hour or so, I would say. Thanks for listening to City on a Hill Gaming. If you'd like to know more, find us online at cityonahillgaming.com or by sending us an email at cityonahillgaming at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at City on a Hill Game or find us online at patreon.com slash cityonahillgaming. Thanks as always to our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, JD, Brian, Sir Lord Epic Name, Andrew, Christina, and Tony. We really thank you guys for everything you do to support the show, and we truly appreciate you. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day. Sound check time.
Grant, what you got? Christian Huygens, 1629 to 1695, and I apologize for my terrible Dutch, believed that Jupiter's having four moons, only the four Galilean moons had then been discovered, betrayed a plentiful supply of hemp on the planet. His theory was born from the popular fashion of finding design in all parts of the universe. Clearly, the only purpose of Earth's moon was to act as a navigational aid. Since Jupiter had four moons rather than just one, this must mean there were a lot of seafarers there. Hence a lot of boats, hence a lot of sails, and hence a lot of ropes with which to pull the sails up and down. And to make a lot of ropes, you need a lot of hemp. His logic is somehow both flawless and immensely flawed at the same time, and I love it. Well, and yeah. I, I will give Huygens a great deal of credit because Huygens, for those who don't know, uh, was one of the key figures of the scientific revolution, uh, invented the pendulum clock, formulated a, the wave theory of light, described Most in definitely. mathematical terms the centrifugal force uh, equations, built refracting telescopes, um, was a precursor to a probability theorist, uh, just work after work after work from this guy i'm willing to give him a little bit of okay i see where you're coming from on this one more moons ergo more ships ergo more sailor sailors ergo more rope ergo yes. lots of hemp okay yeah sure exactly. why not I, uh, hey cool and that was bef- before we knew that like other planets are not sustainable so like right. life sustaining so yeah, when, before we also 20s. knew what all the moon was for yeah i mean yeah all right, right. hey cool at least he was willing to hypothesize. I respect that. Uh, ben, go for it. Well, since I'm in the middle of a move, I failed miserably at keeping the one book out that I needed. And so this is my sound check. That is, in fact, checked sound. Peter, go for it. I have had a week. This is all you get from me. <laughs> that is, in fact, Peter's sound check. Liz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grabbed a book. The shutters swinging in the storm winds were the only sign of her entry. No one had noticed her scaling the garden wall of the darkened manor house, and with the thunder and the gusting winds of the nearby sea, no one heard her as she shimmied up the drainpipe, swung onto the windowsill, and slithered into the second-floor hallway. I'll stop there. K.S.? What? Yes. Well, actually, that was what I was asking. What is this? Yes. Uh, Throne of Glass. Oh, is this um, also Brandon Sanderson? No, this one's Sarah J. Mass. Okay. I know the name from somewhere, and I can't for the life of me place that. Okay, very cool. Um, And for sound check, I will simply say, be prepared for two new possible short series from us that have nothing to do with actually the act of rolling dice, which is a unusual concept from us but we'll see what happens we get we get two things we're talking about we'll we'll see what comes of those in the future the names the group have suggested are a list of things i'm going to have to make some choices with and i am intrigued but they're very us and that's what matters <laughs>